0: You're listening to episode 94 of Colette and Matt have entered the chat, a weekly conversation about video games, video game communities, emerging technology, virtual reality, metaverses, it, and, and microtransactions. Uh, we've been doing this for 94 years. I cannot believe it. Right, I was uh, about to
1: say, yeah, it aged in, in internet time. We are in a nursing home, this podcast
0: already. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> We're in hospice care. Uh, the end is nigh. Uh, and thanks for, thanks for visiting us at the end of our lives as, as podcasters. Uh, I am Matt Silverman joined as always by who is this
1: Colette Bennett how you feeling uh I'm pretty good it's it's as as the listeners know it is uh early a bit early right now and it is also stormy and rainy here so I'm a little slow but I've got my coffee and I'm gonna come around uh momentarily
0: yeah. We have not seen, uh, the, um, <clears throat> I forget what it's called. It's that ball in the sky. That's very bright. Uh, and it, oh. it, it provides life for, for everything on earth. What, whatever that thing is. Uh, it, we have not seen that, that thing, um, in like four weeks. I would Oh say, my here in New York.
1: God. This is the number one reason that I cannot move somewhere like Seattle. I would die. Like it's, I, oh. I, I have a really harsh reaction and it's now been years and years and years where I've noticed. So I'm like, okay, it's, it's clearly staying where like winter comes. And I, I really, I just, yeah, I, I, I really struggle. Um, so yeah, sun important, uh, you're you're living in the right place. Important. Yes. Important. The important.
0: I just it feels like um, Groundhog's Day, where every day I just wake up and it's the same gloomy, dismal, cold mm. morning, and it's the same. It's like get the kids to school, make the breakfast, make the coffee, start your job, which you know most of our jobs involve doing similar tasks day to day. So it's just yep. like this monot And it's ugh. and and I, I like you. I, I think often of like could I hibernate as a human? Like, would that be like, could, could I healthily just sleep through the winter? Could it, how much, how much, um, how many carbs would I need to eat uh, on Thanksgiving to get all the <laughs> way pass through? Out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I also read a lot this year and I don't know why something about the weather and the situation makes me want to read. Hmm. And I really find it very fascinating that when I go into this reading space, like I make all these vows before winter every year, like, Oh, I'm going to be active. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And winter always wins every single time. (laughs) Like, you know, I'm like, okay. Like there always comes a point where like, I'm just like napping and reading. And I'm just like, you know, my mom calls it wintering. She's like, Yeah. yeah, like you go into your wintering and like, we fight everything about it, but like around us, you know, nature is, 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 is doing this. And we are, I think we're a part of nature.
0: Well, so, and here's the thing that I always think about, you know, it's very natural to want to avoid this, uh, weather and cold. So you, so you might say like, it is natural to slow down or whatever, but humans did not evolve with winter. We evolved no. in sub-Saharan Africa where it is, you know, 80, 90 degrees all the time. Right. And we're outside all the time. That is what our right. minds and bodies were meant to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, picking picking berries and and nuts in the wilderness. Um, and so, we are not meant to live in um, the northern hemisphere or the the northeastern United States. And and I just I I think about I, I I think about the evolutionary context around a lot of things, society, parenting, whatever. You know, this is I find it fascinating and very helpful. Uh, a lot uh, to to think this way and uh it's i it, it, I am inevitably like, "What are we doing here like why why are <laughs> we living here? We shouldn't be here I, I shouldn't be going I shouldn't be wearing a coat, and when it's thirty degrees, I should be in you know Kenya somewhere right now what what I'm the really hell?
1: glad that I'm not the only person that literally sits around and thinks these things or <laughs> is you know like why are we here and where are we going? But of course, you know, we're human. So everyone's probably thinking that.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of getting cozy, uh, you had a particular topic to discuss today, which, uh, I'm very eager to, to dive into. So why don't you share with the listeners, uh, what, what, what popped out of your brain earlier this week? Yeah.
1: So I have noticed, um, you know, partially because I've been playing them, probably. I have noticed <laughs> that, you know, I've noticed these
0: games on my computer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the game with the girl and the music, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I've noticed after trying a couple of games that I would say, like, fall into this umbrella, that there seems to be this little, I don't know, call it wave, uh, uh, if you will, a little trend of um cozy city builders Mm -hmm. so what does this mean what what does this what falls under the cozy city builder um i mean i think i i'm okay with cozy builders i'm okay with broadening it a little bit because i Mm -hmm. i do feel like Um, When I was playing um, Garden Galaxy, it really felt the same kind of vibe, even though it was building a garden and not necessarily building a city. Mm -hmm. Um, The next thing that came to life was, um, or to mind, I should say, was uh, The Block, uh, Townscaper, Mm -hmm. um, stuff like um, Dorf Romantic. And I was like, huh. This is really interesting. And then like I was looking at some previews because I really enjoy following all the Wholesome Game previews, Wholesome Games previews. And I was like, huh, there's more of these. This is like this is becoming maybe a thing. Like, and like, I was like curious
0: double or triple the amount that you thought was lurking uh, in the indie scene, which is yeah. always fun to see that emerge. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like exciting for me because as I've gotten older, I've kind of found this really nice, you know, I pretty much I feel like Stardew is the game that really nailed it for me. Um you know, this this really nice kind of like vibe of just like, you know, tending your garden and, you know, foraging and, you know, things that I found that I really enjoy in games right now. And I was like, oh, cool. So it's kind of like mashing that together with like, building and creating a city um the name of the game is escaping me but there's another one that i've been wanting to get where you're building a city on top of like a creature's back that looks like it's like right out of princess mononoke right
0: right yeah yeah. it's on my
1: wish list um but yeah like they're not you know they're not like basically the city builder of like uh you know i have I, i overpopulation impending starvation like real world problems like they just remove those it's pretty much just like vibe and build totally
0: i want to dig into that too because the lineage of these games comes out of that but then there's another thread here and i'm glad you broadened it to builder broadly which is um stardew is a builder and mm -hmm. and i think it's interesting that you have always said uh, that you're not a SIM person. You're not, you're not a builder SIM management game person. And yet, of course, Stardew is like, you know, game of the game of the decade for, for both of us. Um, <clears throat> Stardew is a builder because it is about methodical planning and, uh, and, and designing and optimizing if, it, and, and you can slide the scale as far as you want you can min max and go nuts with stardew or you can just treat it as a chill planting Mm -hmm. crop simulator go fishing have a fun time um so i i wonder if stardew is a gateway into other like these genres are adjacent you know the farming sim is adjacent to the builder and we think about builders as like colony or city but now we see them broadening out into the chill builder, the farming builder, right. core keeper. I think is out absolutely in this category.
1: Yeah, and then, I would agree.
0: And then the flip side of the coin is like this all begins with Sim City. I mean, it probably I, I don't right. know if there's anything that really predates it, but like putting zones down and and residents moving in and balancing commerce and industry whatever like sim city is about like exactly what you said can we manage and uh, uh stem the tide of whatever disaster rising taxes you know crime what it, we're, we're managing all these things and it's a very intensive thing civilization too but then on the flip side we have this sort of like um minimal minimalization of of the genre i should i should pause here and, and mention that um for the listeners we have a uh, construction going on in our basement right now oh uh, it's unplanned. still
1: happening oh no still
0: happening we had a leak uh so we are we are reconfiguring a lot of things down there so we have some some folks doing some work downstairs so if you hear hammers and saws and things while while uh, we're talking i'm not going to edit them out all right this is real life baby Deal with it.
1: I that. mean, let's just say that for anyone that listened to RetroForce, it's probably ten thousand times better than being <laughs> in the bucket. So I mean, I'm just I'm just gonna leave that there.
0: But it took so long to jump from SimCity, the intensive um builders, and many like it. Um, like um There were games about building Rome and ancient Egypt, like all these great, like retro city builders. Like they, and they all um,
1: was romance of the three kingdoms, a builder.
0: I don't know though. Those games have always intrigued me. I, I, they probably have building elements, but I believe they're more about politics and war of ancient Japan or China. I don't recall which, uh, which cultures they all covered, but, um, but, yeah, all these sims are all adjacent to each other. but I but I guess what I'm trying to drive out here is that like the sim has always been like, I'm a hardcore sim. I'm gonna sit right. down with a mouse and keyboard and a wiki and we're gonna go. And out of the ashes, I mean, those games still go are still very uh, popular. but like emerging from that thread is now. Garden, your Garden Galaxies and your Dwarf Romantics, which have right. the trappings of those and can it, be it, deeply strategic, but are not. But are but in the same also way. don't
1: have to be like. Yes. And it's interesting, right? And I really wanted to get into this part of it because, okay, so you know, for me, Stardew, I feel like helped open a door that I haven't really thought about in a really long time. My only experience, my earliest experience with a city builder, was actually playing ActRaiser on. Yeah, was that NES?
0: Mm, good question good question i know it
1: got a re-release recently but i would have to google this but anyhow yeah, yeah. Um, i can't remember yeah. I, I really liked that a lot yes you know um but then i remember thinking like i, I like the the super high stakes you know city building with people starving and overpopulation all that stuff. So i didn't really want to deal with those things mm-hmm. um I I, I kind of was just like, well, I like some parts of it, but not all of it, right? Um, And I think like playing Stardew probably was my best experience of, oh, I really like these kind of cozy, mellow games that, you know, don't necessarily call on me to to fight. Although there are times where it can work. Like I think, you know, Core Keeper is a perfect example of where Mm -hmm. that can work. but I yeah, I think it's 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 truly cool to me that this is kind of a trend that I'm seeing um popping up because I feel like this is the perfect kind of crossbreed of what I really enjoy doing. Like Dorf Romantic, right. I haven't picked up in a little while, but like mm-hmm. just talking about it is reminding me, oh man, you really gotta pick it back up because like it it just you know, yeah, no goals, you know? And yeah. I think I think for me personally Being a person who, you know, in my work life, like everything is goals, you know what I mean? Pretty much everybody can, you know, attest to this, I feel like. But like, I think, you know, listening to soothing music... And being at ADHD or, like, music is a big, big deal to me. Like, it mm-hmm. really affects my mood. Mm-hmm. Like, I think listening to soothing music and doing something soothing, just creating, which, I mean, and this is an interesting point, I think, that I would propose that these games allow you to really go into that kind of childlike creativity. Yes, that's where the dopamine
0: it. is for sure yes. it's seeing a blank it's a blank canvas or a blank landscape or a wilderness and you are slowly and meticulously according to rules see i don't uh, i'll talk about this in a minute uh, in a bit because i played one of these games last night uh that i think you should be aware you might be aware of it and i think you would love it um but it's about the rule it's about the rules and overcoming the rules and systems like you can't just grow crops anywhere in stardew you have to set up a sprinkler and water them and make sure they're not blocked by this tree or that tree and then if you follow all the rules the satisfaction of i built this and here's the crop or here's the city or here's the points that i got from connecting all these tiles in Dwarf romantic like that hit is uh, what games are all about. And these these types of games have them in droves, but but without the intense trappings of, oh my God, my citizens will die if they starve, if I don't produce enough food on this turn or something. Sure. Um, that's it. That's the balance right there.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I I agree with that. And, you know, I, I yeah, I guess, I think I, I have a really soft spot for when I see, um, when I see this type of, of kind of subsect of a genre appear, right. you know, yes. I've talked about it with Puzzle Quest on this show before. Like, yeah, I just think it's, yeah, it's just so cool. Um, so,
0: so yeah. What, so. Sub, I like subsect because I, I was trying to think, like, is are we seeing a new genre emerge? I, I don't think it is. I don't think, like, the way vampire survivors, um, you know, and and, and I, I guess there's some debate about whether that was the first of its kind or there were others or whatever but i would say specifically the sort of auto auto horde battler i don't even know what we're called the survivor genre is a thing unique unto itself there i don't recall seeing anything like that before with the kinds of upgrade synergy mechanics and insane you know uh enemy spawn um that seems new. That seems unique unto itself. This I like your word subsect of like it is it is pieces of other genres, mm-hmm. city builders, puzzle, farming,
1: yeah, it, merging. Like, uh- I don't think this falls into this, but I do want to mention it. So um, the other day I was on Twitter and um, I saw, I think Wholesome Games was actually retweeting um, a game called Moonstone Island. And I was like, huh, what's Moonstone Island? Mm -hmm. So I looked it up and I was like, oh, they they did a little demo event this weekend. And I just so happened to hear about it, right? Like just in time to try this, you know, this weekend demo thing they were doing. And so, basically, I would call that a mash together of Stardew and Pokemon. Yeah. And I was like, wow, neat. Like, I really, really, really dug that. So, I I mean, I not last night, but the night before I finished work, poured myself a glass of wine, and like was just like I'm just gonna chill and do this like you play an alchemist and you get to you know forage and make things but you also get to float around to other islands using like first a balloon and then eventually like a little like flying device kind of like uh um the little flying devices in um the Ghibli movie Nausicaa Valley of the Wind like it kind of looks like that okay and I was like this is a life sim you know like you can see the stardew influence but then i was like holy shit they mashed pokemon in here so cool and i felt like equally kind of i don't know like inspired like you know i like for instance i did have to build a tent and i did have to set up my garden and like i had to do you know things like that but then i also got to go underground and like dig around in like caves at looking for you know minerals a la stardew and -hmm. i was like man there's just Mm -hmm. some really cool things out there like i find it extremely i don't know yeah extremely exciting like i i just i love it i and i know people always say oh well you know it's all been done and i'm like yeah, maybe in some ways it has, but like in some ways it also hasn't. And I there I do is, like but that's that. what
0: art and technology and uh, and culture is. It is combining threads of different things to mm-hmm. um, to make entirely new things. Like vampire survivors m- may not exist unless Diablo hack and slash kinds of other games came before it twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and I and I think there's well two two additional comments. One is just this. The accessibility of tools to a new, to new generations of developers who can make games more, more games more rapidly, which isn't always good, but it's like, you know, it's the democratization of of these tools that allows someone who is like, oh, I loved Pokemon growing up, and Stardew Valley is also such a great game. What if, and then you get a new thing, and that and that we used to be relegated to you know million dollar studios that could only make games you know once or twice a year and now anyone can do that you know within reason and that is extraordinary and 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 we're living in a great time for games but the flip side obviously is always just like oh my god there's so many retro farming wholesome like there's so many there's so many and they're not all good you know as we know um but i I, but i also find it i'm not a pokemon person but i fully understand the appeal of capturing and raising and battling uh pets or monsters or whatever and there have been a slew of games very recently that are like hey the latest pokemon isn't the greatest here's a whole new here's Mm. 1010 it's a whole new it's it is po is basically pokemon but it's a different art style it's got different mechanics it's got all the monster raising capturing that you love but you don't have to deal with the jank of you know the the, le- the legacy of pokemon or you can start fresh and uh there was another one it was uh monster sanctuary was another which was a 2d platformer side scroller but with monster battling and capturing which had like rpg <clears throat> turn-based combat in it like all this stuff i i love it and i love um i don't know like you said when you get that it's all been done but when you combine the the ingredients in a certain way right you get the game for you and then you're like yay i love this
1: and i love it like i (laughs) this feels like literally a thousand years ago but i remember when journey was a fairly new game and Mm -hmm. you know obviously it had an intense uh, um, intense (sighs) effect on me and I was writing for CNN at the time, and I mm-hmm. did this story up for them about how, you know, Journey was kind of like one of the big examples of, you know, that you know, the whole games are are an art argument was really big around 2007, 2008. But I did this piece that was basically like, um, you know, talking about the value of Contemplative gaming is what I mm. called it at that mm-hmm. time, and mm-hmm. I feel like that still actually really applies and that's works. It's a nice well. phrase.
0: I like. Yeah, a lot. yeah. I really. I, I, don't, I, I don't know that I've heard that phrase specifically in the culture. Um, so I like that you sort of coined it uh, in its own way. Uh, so it's it's very yeah. apt.
1: Yeah, I'll give myself credit. I, I did, it? and I think I felt that way while playing it, and so that's you know kind of what brought it about. But to me, this is just another version of contemplative gaming it's a little bit more specific versus being um pure you know like i think so much a journey was about atmosphere and storytelling
0: yeah yeah it's i seek games so that they can fill my entire mind at the moment i'm playing them but what you are distinguishing i think is very interesting because sometimes games will fill my mind with stats and spreadsheets and layouts Mm -hmm. and systems and and i love that i I, those are games i seek out and that is an escape for me i can focus entirely on building the factory or the city or the farm whatever right but then journey for example fills your mind in a completely different mode it's Mm -hmm. not you're not looking at numbers or systems Mm -hmm. you're just Mm -hmm. like whoa oh what's that over there whoa music you know yep and both are wonderful and both uh, only at least for me only a handful of games fill up the whole mind at a given time
1: yeah yeah I like the way you put that and I agree um I I don't know what exactly that is I don't know if it has to hit an exact specific combination of things mm-hmm. or what for me but like yeah I agree yep
0: and and I uh, like we've discussed this, I will put down and give up on excellent games that do not fill up my brain all the way. Because at this time, I am seeking a brain fill, and if this game is not getting there, I I'm gonna go look for it somewhere else uh and and that and that doesn't mean that that game is bad it just didn't have the combination of ingredients so for sure yeah I love this I love this whole thing
1: I did want to take a quick moment just to kind of go over the um cozy city builders I've I've played and Mm -hmm. what I am like yes get this no don't get this Mm -hmm. or you know just give some impressions quickly um Dorf Romantic I've talked about on the show before it's incredible. You should buy it. Like no question there. Um, I still have not, uh, played townscaper, which is kind of like a classic, they call it, you know, like a toy builder kind of, um, uh, that I think probably is like one of the big, like, um, the big games that kind of, I think sits in this genre. Um, you know, just, just, just a neat little set of pieces you're just playing with blocks and you know right
0: and i do i do want to split hairs on this because most of the games we are talking about here are games they ha- they are chill mm-hmm. they have goals they have systems they have points they have win or loss conditions and and maybe and some of them may not even be win or loss conditions they just are like you go just go forever but there are systems in place that you are trying to achieve and you could take them or leave them townscaper i i do classify as a toy it, it I, I really even hesitate to call it a game it is just you know i, I don't consider legos a game i would consider them a, a creative uh engineering toy mm-hmm. there's no goal in townscaper mm-hmm. you just know yeah, i make mean beautiful cities and it's wonderful it's mm-hmm. spectacular yeah uh, it really
1: is and I guess I should pop in and say that Dorf romantic does definitely have a little bit more challenge. Like you do, you don't just build very there deep have, challenge. Yeah. You don't there have there to is go challenge, all the way,
0: but like if you want to score points and get on the leaderboard, like there is a deep strategy to Dorf romantic. Right. If you want it.
1: Right. Yeah. So I just wanted to specify that that's not quite the same as like some of these other ones are like, another one I wanted to mention that I did pick up was called the block. um, And they call that a tiny grid city toy. (laughs) Um, It's a couple of bucks. Um, You, you know, basically get a single square of land (laughs) and uh, basically get to, you know, construct it using randomized buildings. For me, this one was too simple, like just too, too simple. And I felt like it really belonged on a phone, not on a PC because it is so tiny. But that said, um, I feel like if it hits the groove the right way for you, you know, this is like, I think a $3 game or something like that.
0: I'm looking at the, um, just like a little trailer of it and what, is it goal oriented? Well, what's the, no. what's the mechanic here? Build. It's just literally make a cute little thing. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, that on a phone <clears throat> is, yeah. I'm not yeah. It would be perfect a on a phone, I think just yeah. to,
1: you know. You have a few minutes that you feel like wasting. There you go. You know,
0: Um, just and just I don't know. I'm fascinated by, you know, Steam early access PC is the breeding ground for mm -hmm. innovative games, and then putting this tiny little toy, beautiful toy builder that's so simple on Steam for two dollars, like people will pay. Yeah, putting that on a exactly and they're like wow this and even if you spend an hour whatever putting that on a phone where it's really meant not meant to be played but where it would be really wonderful to play charging two dollars no one would pay for it it would be dead in the water
1: right right but and this is probably a whole nother show of its own but i think that you know like you take a game and you price it like vampire survivors or like this and i th- i think that most gamers are going to look at it and go well it's 3 bucks why not
0: i don't know i just i i worry that the culture the the ecosystem of mobile and apps is such that most people just would dismiss it and would not pay would not buy um i don't know I, I i don't have data to back this up but that's just tends to be the prevailing wisdom uh, But then on the flip side you see games that are like 15 20 on the on the app store because they're premium whatever it, it's right. just it's an evolving uh, economy there i think
1: i think <clears throat> excuse me i think that this would be really cool um, for listeners if you have played these games or like how you feel about like, yeah, I'm just going to spend, you know, five dollars on this. Like, I would love to hear from you in our discord mm-hmm. <clears throat> just because I am very um, curious, um, you know, like, are you like, oh, yeah, like I'll pay three bucks for a game just to try it. Like, that seems good if, if I get an hour of fun out of it. Cool. Or are you like, nah, like I'm a little bit more selective. I, I think that would be very interesting.
0: To it, it, and, and truly, when you really break it down of like name any other thing, form of entertainment that is $3 per hour. You know, I suppose you could say, you know, streaming Netflix and stuff, but, um, I don't know, that's still, that still seems worth your time.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I did want to say that there are, there are two more that I am actually really excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one that the demo is out for on steam now called Gordlets that yeah. I really, really, really want to try. Um, you are building and, but uh, part of the, the cool thing about this, right? You know, we're talking about these little iterations of building. It's a very cute game, uh, you know, aesthetic wise, you know, very sprighty. Um, but um it was mentioned in the little, I found a little roundup on PC gamers that we could talk about these games. It was mentioned in there that um, it, a lot of folks that played townscaper kind of wished it had like little people around, mm-hmm. like, you know, admiring your architecture. And that's exactly <laughs> what Gordlets has yeah. uh, little creatures, um, which I think is neat. So I'm, I'm looking really forward to that. I haven't played the demo yet, but it's like high on my to-do list. And then the other one that I wanted to mention was, um, tiny glade which is really unusual it's like procedural building pieces okay and they kind of like respond to what you do it's really hard to put this into words but like mm. you kind of drag your mouse around and you can like uh, it, it's almost impossible to put this into words actually i'm like watching
0: the, it now oh my yeah, god! yeah like
1: how if you ha- if you can think of a way to explain what
0: how the movement you is working you are painting a city
1: Painting! That's perfect.
0: And so instead yeah. of placing buildings and blocks and walls, you're almost using the mouse cursor like a paintbrush to... Oh, man, it's hard to explain. But to, to draw architecture onto the yeah. landscape in a very beautiful and satisfying way. My yeah, God. I think
1: for me, this one is absolutely about the movement. I'm very Jesus. interested in like the movement it seems really really cool so i'm gonna add that to my wish list too um but i just did want to point a couple of those out i'm now getting to the point in steam where it'll be like similar to games you've played and it's like stardew dwarf romantic and i'm like yes like that's exactly (laughs) what i want recommending
0: all these games yeah yeah yeah, this is controller tiny so i'm looking at the trailer and it's It's a mouse painting the wall. And when I say painting, I don't mean coloring the wall. I mean drawing a brick wall onto the landscape. It's very beautiful. The Uh, the description
1: on Steam says, Tiny Glade is a small relaxing game about doodling castles. Yep. I think that kind of is interesting. I'm looking at
0: mouse cursor movement here, being very precise, and I'm like, man, no way that this has controller support. I guess, you know, it'll be a little janky on the Steam Deck or whatever. The Steam page has full controller support. God bless them. Yeah. Wish listed.
1: Yeah, excellent. Anyway, um, I just want people, if they're listening and are like, oh, I play these, or oh, I'm interested in these, like I would love to talk about them in the Discord and the games channel. So please feel free to pop in there um, and chat about them if you find this topic interesting.
0: God, I'm so glad you shared tiny glade i'm right mesmerized it, it, by it. It,
1: it 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 kind of scratches the little like and i i think for me i was watching it and i was mesmerized by the movement and then i thought it was so cute because the person playing like raised a castle wall and they kind of sculpted the roof and then there was like a fat sheep next to <laughs> it and then they like moved their cursor down and they pet the sheep and a little yep. heart came out of the sheep and i was like ah it's so cute like the little, the little bits, little pieces, you know, they're
0: spectacular.
1: Yeah. It's cool. It's really Uh, cool. I'm excited.
0: I have two things to say. One is here and one is going back to Gordlets, but have you ever played tilt brush in VR and played used tilt brush?
1: I think, hold on a second. I'm, and I am going to type because it sounds familiar and I think maybe we got it, but I, I'm just not sure. Let's see we got something different this was not what we ended up trying this is neat though this is really neat i
0: would compel
1: i remember when you got this now
0: i may i I may have talked about it previously
1: i could i could have sworn that there was a time where you were like we tried like early on when you got your your yes like
0: yeah and you were like oh like this is really neat I think you as a, as a artist, as a letterer, as a, someone who like gets satisfaction from creating like this game, this tiny Glade game instantly reminded me of Tilt Brush, which is VR, uh, painting, but you're painting the air. You're, you're, you're sculpting again, hard to explain, but you are painting and sculpting in three dimensions all around you, but you can just brush stroke a red, you know, stripe, or you can paint with fire, or you can paint with lightning, or you can Mm -hmm. add glowing effects or particles. And so if you're just a dummy like me, you're just like, woo, you know, there's snow everywhere. You know, and if you're, (laughs) if you're brilliant, you can create like, you can, you know imagine you painted a painting and then you can walk into the painting like that's what people do with tilt brush it was made by google and later open sourced, so it's just like out there and available on steam and perhaps other platforms i don't even know if it's on oculus proper anyway i think it is yeah anyway you need to just experience that at some point and i'm i'll just stop there that's tiny glade made me think of that Going back awesome. to Gordlets, um, let me and and the listeners know when you try it, because I I I would I'm gonna split the hairs even further between toy and game. So, in my view, Townscaper is a toy. You're just building for the sake of building. There's no rules or systems. You just make a cool thing and have fun. Right? Great. I think Gordlets is the same but with little cute pixel art uh, citizens wandering around. And I would be interested to know if the way you build affects what the citizens do, meaning on the harder core end, do do the things that they do in the town accumulate points or resources or something, then that's a game. But if not, if the citizens are just reacting like, Oh, that's cute and then they walk along or they 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 could walk along this path but because you built it this way they walk along this path if you are affecting the simulation of these little gourd people then that's a sim and that's a yeah. and then i would say even if there are no goals that's a bit more of a game than a toy and, I, and i'm very fascinated by that distinction what does that make any sense
1: yeah, no, it it makes perfect sense and I love it and I too am completely fascinated by that.
0: <laughs> Report I think back. it's lovely. The demo yes. is out. Is it is it out out or is it just the demo?
1: No, the demo is Gord... of sorry. Uh the actually wait. No, Tiny Glade doesn't have a demo.
0: No, right. Tiny Glade has no demos not out. All right, Gordlet is not has a demo. out but has a demo. Yeah, right. I, mean, I need to give this a shot. This has controller support too.
1: Yep. Yeah, so you know, I mean I think that games. To conclude, I think games. You know, different games at different times. You know, there are times when I really just want to mindlessly kill, so that's when I reach for Diablo. There are times when <laughs> I want to mindlessly build, so that's when I reach for you know, or mine or whatever. That's when I reach for Stardew. I think. I think that. Um, yeah, I think that that this is a uh, a perfect game type of game genre for a perfect type of mood. Um, you know, if you're tired from having to meet so many freaking expectations, which hmm. I mean, who isn't, we're all human beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's nice. So nice to just be like, I just want to be creative. I just want to indulge this kind of part of like my inner kid. That's like, yeah, let's just make things. It's nice. Love that. You know, so, love it. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, let us, uh, go to a quick break and then, uh, when we come back, we'll, we'll talk about what we've been playing uh for me at least one of these uh is squarely in this category so we will continue the yee- conversation yee- about city, cozy city builders when we return we're back talking about video games specifically the you call you said the sub genre or the split genre uh, of cozy city builders and and the, the the combination of a lot of mechanics and genres over the years that have sprouted this wholesome new subgenre. uh Hell yeah. it's it's so great um so to kick it off uh what have you have you been playing more games in this specific realm or or are there other things on your docket right now for the week
1: Well, the big thing that I spent time with uh, this week, as I mentioned briefly in the previous uh, part of the show, um, was the Moonlight... Sorry, Moonstone Island demo. Um, Found out about it a couple days ago. Had no idea it existed before that. Um, You know, really, really fascinating. um, mash together of Pokemon and Stardew, basically, is what I've gotten from what i played so far. Um, I was able to play uh, I think three, either two or three hours. Now the demo's still there. So I don't know if like anyone can do this, but oh, my understanding
0: was, like time, was it a time? Uh, yes. Like, Hey, play it this mm-hmm. weekend or yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 That was my, my, my vibe. Um, with it, it was like, they were like, Oh yeah. Like it's a certain number of hours, but it's the whole game is unlocked. You can do whatever you want in this certain number of hours. So, you know, it's very oh, wow. open. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. It's very, very open. Okay. Um, it, it looks, you know, top down, beautiful, um, kind of. I would say sixteen bit graph uh, uh, graphics. Kind of uh, to me, it, it, it it's not exactly like it, but it reminds me a little bit of a link to the past. Mm-hmm. In movement, your your character kind of has a little hat and kind of moves like Link did, uh, but same perspective, same kind of charming uh, graphics vibe. Um, you, yeah, so. The game starts off with your parents, you know, wishing you well on your career as an alchemist. You fly off on your broom and then you crash and you land mm-hmm. on what I assume has to be Moonstone Island. So mm-hmm. um, it's a creature, co- they call it a creature collecting life sim. Um, you have over a hundred different islands to explore. In wow. the beginning, you can use a little balloon to get around between the islands. And then later, I think you get your little airplane to do so. Um, so you. Befriend people. It's also got dating. I did notice that you can flirt with people or you can ask on a date of every person you speak to. Um, Oh, wow. And then there's spirits, which is their version of Pokemon. So you collect spirits and then your I forgot to mention this uh in the previous part of the show uh the the fights are not only pokemon-esque but you also use, they're card-based encounters so you oh, use cards to fight okay. yeah there's so many different really wow cool, you've got a lot
0: going on in here interesting yeah
1: really really cool moving pieces i really dig that um so like you know i crash landed on the island the owner of the tavern find found me and was like, Oh, you know, I hope you're okay. This blah, blah, blah. You must be an alchemist, you know? And so they're like, you know, you're welcome to set up town here. And so I like, you know, went North a little bit, set up my tent and you, you get a starter just like a Pokemon. So I had a little fire starter. (laughs) Uh, and yeah, so basically until with the time I had left, I was able to, um, kind of set up my little makeshift base, meet some people in town Walk around the island I was on, um, you know, get a feel for kind of what's what's around and meet people. And then you're given this balloon. And I was like, it, the game doesn't like it tells you, but it doesn't it doesn't ever really like push you like you do have a list of things that you can go do. You know, you get it, it's kind of like starting like that. You get a quest, but there's it's not like complete this in two days or the quest, you know, failed like it, they're just kind of there. And you just kind of do them when you feel like doing them um so yeah had some time to explore around there are little dungeons on each island that you can go into and complete didn't complete it yet um but did get started that was fun menus look just like stardew you know you're collecting you know items that you'll be able to craft with later items to plant etc um it's super charming super it's, super charming. i'm looking
0: at the trailer now and i uh, played
1: uninterrupted for those three hours and i was like perfectly happy i was just it's like, really so nice
0: charm charm maximum charm even the creatures are super quirky you know uh-huh. it's like a yeah you know i'm seeing like a a gecko with, with a snorkel wearing a snorkel you mm-hmm. know and he's like hanging out with you and stuff and all these islands seem very different you know there's tropical there's a fire island there's a mm-hmm. you know Rocky Island and you're feeding your guys and then the the card battling system looks like slay the spire meaning oh. well you tell you tell me does each oh this is published by Rough Fury interesting mm-hmm. each does each creature have a deck of abilities and then you draw a hand and it's like all right i pulled the, the fire attack and the wind attack. And that's I how you assume, do it. I
1: assume, but I only had one starter. And, okay. you know, it's early in the game. I can definitely tell from screenshots that you will eventually get access to others. Um, but I only access the one in the time that I. It's I've an played. interesting
0: layer because typically, like, the mo- monster X has these three abilities, and then you're choosing that monster to fight in a battle because they have these abilities and you think you're going to win or out strategize, right? But somehow here, it's like you're choosing the monster and then also there's perhaps a deck building system like layered over the top of everything or specific to each monster. That is very compelling to me. I'm very interested on top of the charm and the beauty and the systems of the, of what I'm already seeing in this, uh, yeah, in this trailer. this is yeah. great,
1: yeah, I have to say, I was really, really pleased with it and I'm um, looking forward to it when the demo ended, you know somewhat abru- abruptly at the end of the the time, I was like, "Ah, <laughs>
0: how much time did you what what time does it give you?"
1: I think I lo- clocked three hours. Three I have hours. to double check okay. and make sure, but I, th- I think it was three hours. Cool. I-, I can look on Twitter and see. Cool. Um, but, I mean, you can still play it. I don't know if that particular number of hours thing is specifically what... I'm not sure if that was only the weekend. Um, so the, I have to I'm look. on the Steam
0: page, and it, it still says download the demo. So maybe it is simply just a timed demo where the game is is there but it you just get locked to three hours until it's fully released and patched up uh yeah this looks fantastic
1: i'm checking okay oh okay yeah it's a little different um yeah the demo's open um you get one week of in-game time okay so i think that equaled up to i guess I think it was two hours and change, okay. not quite okay. three. So, yeah. so that's okay, how it will work. It's a does, good amount of time to play.
0: How does time pass in the game? Is it a real time clock or does it pass no. by doing a thing, doing objects up? Oh, there's the, there's the drill. Sorry about Woo! that. Everyone. Um, <laughs> it, it,
1: it passes. It, it is a bit, I noticed that the clock felt to me felt a little faster than Stardew, the passing of a day. Um, so I would, that's the best comparison point I can really draw to it. It's, it's definitely not any, anything like real time. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, Oh my God. I just saw a little gif where you're on an Island and a shop walks up to you because it has crow feet and a witch hat on.
0: The shop oh, that's, uh, comes yeah, that's to like you. Baba like, Yaga mythology. Yeah, I love all like, of these. Yeah.
1: Like seeing that immediately gives me like chrono trigger feelings. Like yep. I don't know why, but it just does. So totally. yeah, really cool. Anyway, that's that's really all I have from that. So you can play it. The demo is free. Um I clocked I think I would say under three hours, but roughly about. Um, yeah. So definitely worth trying and uh, looking really forward to seeing it uh open up
0: moonstone island how bad is the sound right now like how is it like it's very audible uh, i assume
1: i'm not really that bothered
0: <laughs> all right we're just gonna yeah. as long as you can still hear me clearly we're just gonna keep on going through how I, um what else is on your uh, on your docket right now I, like it seems like you you're searching it's a lot of demos um mm-hmm. and uh you know things that are time limited or 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 you know content limited Are are you sinking into anything big or are you just still uh, foraging right now?
1: Um, Oh, God, how funny. I was so into the Moonstone talk that I forgot that I did fire up um, Persona 3 Portable, which came out for um, consoles and PC Tuesday of last week. So it's been a little over a week. Um, I've been playing in bits and pieces. I have played this game before, um, but uh, playing Persona 3 on a modern console was impossible um it was actually specifically made i believe for the psp at that time um so yeah i have always wanted to go back and i never completed persona 3 i got very far along but i never completed it so i really wanted to um spend that time so i'm kind of grinding away anyone that's ever played a persona game knows that like this one especially is a grind fest so I will probably be here for a while, <laughs> but um, I am enjoying revisiting it. And I think it's an interesting piece of history for folks who really enjoy the, um, the Persona series on the whole. You can definitely see the building blocks of what becomes the Persona 5, you know, won all the awards of the year type, type those games later in, in the, you can see the bones of that here. And I like that.
0: Can you, um, I'm, I'm staying muted because this, I don't know what the heck's going on down there. It's just an endless, uh, bandsaw, but, um, put this in context, this, what, what, this was originally released when, and for what system roughly. And then, so, and then, you know, you played it in its original form and now you're coming back to it. It sounds like, right.
1: Yeah. 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 So, um, Persona three, originally the regular game, not, not this uh, version that was specifically made for portable, um, persona three was originally released in, uh, 2006. Um, it came out at that time for the, um, PlayStation. God, was it the PlayStation four by then? It might, it might be honestly. Um, I thought it was PlayStation three. I could be wrong. Um, At any rate, um, yeah, came out um, very dark, big emphasis on dungeon crawling. It's definitely, it definitely is the turning point. Like if you look at Final Fantasy and you look at like six and seven, you're like, oh, this is a turning point for the series where it pivots into what it was to kind of becoming something more. And I think that even though you even though you can play persona one and two, which to me are like, they fall into the the camp of like, oh man, like these have aged somewhat badly. Um, Just because like, you know, you're getting attacked every three steps, like random battles, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this is the pivot at which you're like, oh, like now I can date people. And like, now I can like, like it, it definitely changed. It, It pivoted into what, eventually became what persona five is today
0: more social relationships sim, all, mm-hmm. all that right is that accurate
1: yeah yeah so this particular version is called um persona three portable it's one of three different versions of persona three there's the original persona three there's persona three fes which is kind of like um persona five uh gosh, is it called golden? I'm trying to remember, but every persona game Atlas does, they usually do multiple versions of it over time. So like the first one comes out and then like, they'll like go in and add some stuff and they'll put out like a deluxe edition. Like I think final fantasy 15 did that. And it was the Royal edition. Like it can often be like, you know, putting in the DLC or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so this one was made for portable, um, which is interesting because they did some little tweaks to it. Like instead of seeing your character on the screen, you just have a cursor when you need to like move on a map or something like that, like yes. little things to help it make it smaller. Hmm. Um, but on the whole, I still think that it's pretty, pretty playable, pretty fun. And, and, and also I would say, yeah, just a nice way to go back and like revisit, like if you love Persona 5, like you know, you really have to go back to Persona 4 and Persona 3. And this re-release is both of those games, which previously were just like impossible to find. Persona 4 came out for PC first, which was exciting. And I was like, oh my God, I can replay this game that I love so much, you know, 15 years ago. Um, And then Persona 3 was like nigh impossible unless you had like your PS2, I think, still set up. Yeah, I believe it came out for ps2 first i gotta go to the wiki and see yeah ps2 was the first platform that yeah this that game makes sense. on. Mm-hmm. yeah so um so yeah i love persona i'm super obsessed with it and this was my discovery game this was my oh what's this persona series game mm, okay yeah so really enjoy it um has it age of course you know it <laughs> came out in 2006 um Nicely cleaned up. Looks I was going to say, is this
0: like a remaster or, or, or how it's much is really? I would changed. call it
1: a, yeah. I would call it a remaster. There's no full overhaul of systems. Like you can feel the age of some of the systems for sure, yeah. um, especially in fighting. But I still feel like the story is so good that it's and as long as you don't mind grind because it's heavy, heavy, heavy grind. Mm-hmm. But as long as you don't mind that, honestly, it it really i I really still think it's quite stellar
0: spectacular this is on switch or where are you playing it
1: this is now available via the the remaster for switch pc xbox both one and series x s uh and playstation four
0: yep all all the things great yeah
1: yeah almost forgot can't believe I almost forgot <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you think it's a, for you? It'll be like a revisit and like oh, it's yay, it's it's there, it's still good. Or or will you like be playing it all the way through to completion again?
1: I want to play all the way through specifically because I didn't do that the first time. Um, one point of design that I think that um, Atlas has significantly improved is the way you deal with dungeons. And in this game, I would say that it's probably the worst of your dealing with dungeons in like the kind of reinvention of the persona series. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is that the central dungeon of the game is a tower with something like I'm riffing. I don't remember the exact number, but it's something like 240 floors Mm -hmm. and you're, you're, you have to climb that tower through the process of the game and it gets really, really, really grindy is my memory at that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't make it all the way to the end, but I've always like, I kind of, sort of know like what happens, um, and I so I really just want to see it play out. I haven't watched a video of it, but like I want to see the the play out of the of the story. Right, you're aware
0: of it, but you haven't necessarily watched it or experienced it all the way right. through.
1: correct, yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, um, that's out. It I did. Pull it down from Xbox Game Pass. Both Persona Three and Four are there now. Oh, wow. um, nice!
0: Okay. Yeah, very for nice. folks
1: that want to play, or you know, you can buy it if you don't have uh, if you don't have Game Pass.
0: Yep, very good. I know uh, people in our listening community are are excited about it and probably already playing it with uh, you know along with you. So uh, yeah, it's 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 a big moment. It's a big mm-hmm. moment for Persona fans. Mm-hmm. I like
1: it. Mm-hmm.
0: Very nice. All right. Uh, what say you take a break? And we will come back and uh, chat more about some games that we've been playing right after this. We have returned, uh, and uh, the, the construction noise is only going to get worse, so buckle up, everyone, because <laughs> I will not be editing this out. I, I, I just won't do it. I can't.
1: Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. it.
0: Um, trying to enjoy it you know it's it we're 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 split between like oh my god like a leak a pipe leak which we thought was a small thing has become a giant thing and now our whole lives are turned upside down and that's very just annoying and stressful and then on the flip side it's like but now we get to redo the whole thing and make it really Ooh. awesome and so that's you know all yep. in in animal crossing stardew style you know designing your space is always uh, fun in real life and in video games so
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're trying to uh trying to look on the positive side of things uh, as yeah. we spend a lot of money yeah
1: um
0: but so so sorry about the noise here as we go but uh, i have a recommendation for you that was not on our list uh here of cozy builders and was not singled out by pc gamer although i think pc gamers was was looking ahead at upcoming releases but you know i I have a bajillion things on my steam wish list and then as you know you get those periodic like hey this thing on your wish list is on sale and if if the mood strikes and the time is right and it's like i'm looking for a new thing to do uh you'll pick it up and grab it and so there was a game that i must have put on my list a thousand years ago It's called Islanders, um, and it was on sale for like $2.99. And I was like, oh, this was yesterday. I got an email. I was like, great. We're talking about cozy city builders tomorrow, and this game is 3 bucks, and it looks great. And um, so I fired it up on the Steam Deck. And I got to say, it is, if you love Dorf Romantic, there is some shared DNA here. But what is interesting about Islanders is that it is not tile-based or grid-based. It is like a free-form Romantic. And what happens is you, uh, you start off on an island that is empty, you know, trees, rocks, you know, very cute wilderness. And then you, there's a score that you have to hit. So let's say you have to hit 20 points. And you uh, hit a little plus button on the bottom and it's like, all right, would you like the fishing pack or the city pack? And -hmm. you're like, all right, I'll choose the fishing pack this time. And so then it goes bloop, 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 gives you a bunch of buildings to play with for the fishing pack. And that's like, uh, you know, a seaweed fishery and then like a seaweed bed and maybe mixed into the pack, you'll get a, a house or a lumber yard or two, you know, so it's usually like a thematic pack with a few, a little other things sprinkled in. And then it's your job to start designing a beautiful cozy town, but put buildings adjacent to each other or rather within range of each other to score enough points to go to the next pack. So if you do, so basically I get a bunch of buildings. If I do not score the 20 points in that round, then that's game over. So you have to, you have to get a minimum score, but what ends up happening is you start to learn the game and you're like, all right, I can get really good adjacency bonuses here, here and here. And then I don't even have to use all the buildings in the first pack. I can save them and then open up the next pack, which is like a farming pack or a brewery pack. And then it's like, all right, I get a brewery, I get a hops field, I get a mansion and a lumber yard or whatever. And now because I saved some buildings from the previous pack, I now have a much wider canvas to start making synergies. And so what the challenge of the game is, is like, all right, um, a seaweed thing is negative one if i just place it down but if i place it next to a seaweed fishery then those synergize and i will get 10 points for placing this and so you place it and then it's like all right well now i have a city center the city center has a huge range so if i place it within range of houses and fisheries then i'm going to get a lot of points and then i got to place it there so that i can start building out my cityscape in other places too um it what starts to happen is you you really think long and hard about how to maximize each score very much like dorf romantic you can mostly place tiles of dorf romantic wherever like oh it looks nice here i'll place it but if you want to get those big bonuses and get the score high and not run out of tiles you have to really optimize and so it's very slow and chill and peaceful, but also very strategic. Exactly the way Dorf Romantic is. Mm. There's another layer of it too, which is that as you complete the score packages, for lack of a better word, you start to rank up um, the ability to go to a no, to a new fresh island. And so, at first, I was like, "Oh, I'm I've unlocked the next island. I'll just go." You know, great. But what actually the strategy is, is like, if you go to the next island, you're starting from a blank canvas. So there's no synergies there. You have to start over, Mm. but your score keeps going. So what I think the strategy is, is like, I've built a fishing area and I've built a city center and I've built a brewery and I've got a lumberyard and all and I've got a stonemason and all these buildings are sort of synergizing with each other. Oh, and you can't just spam the same building over and over because if two buildings of the same type are within range of each other, you get negative points and you that, that's ah. going to detract from your score. So it again very strategic. But the point is you build 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 and as you're m- filling up the island with civilization, you're like I'm running out of physical space or I'm working with a packet, a pack of buildings that no longer synergize. Like I can't find a space that gives me synergistic points with the current landscape. So there's a, there's like a, a a decision point to make where you're like, okay, I really have maxed this out. So now I should go to the next Island, which means I'm going to get very minimal points But I'm starting again to grow it and synergize the buildings again as opposed Uh. to like beating my head against the wall on the current island, which is giving the current island will start to give you diminishing returns. So deciding when to jump to the next island and that's key because there's a little um, circle that's like, all right, you got to get this many points and this many points and what you start you're like, I need 50 more points to, to, to serve to keep going. And I only have like two buildings or three buildings mm. that are not that good. So you have to decide, do I try to squeeze as much juice out of these buildings as possible on the current island or jump to a fresh island and try to start? Not You're not starting over. That's not the right way to frame it. But um, try to get better points by saying, well, you know what? If I put this lumberyard by the trees on this new island, I will get more points than putting this lumberyard next to my city in the old island and so i w- at first you're like oh this is so chill and simple and breezy but it really is a very uh robust um uh, strategy game Dwarf romantic is a bit more forgiving because you get so 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 many tiles and you can go for a long long time before you're like oh no i'm running out of tiles because i didn't do this right with islanders you will you will lose very quickly if you're not optimizing. And so it has the strategy, the the, the urgency of the strategy is very, is much more surface and imminent than Dorf Romantic. I'm not sure if that's like, that's not good or bad. I really like it. I really like Mm -hmm. it. I like it a bit more than Dorf Romantic because it truly is like, totally free form. There is, you can put a building anywhere. You just will, if you're not planning correctly, you will not get good score. You'll not get good points. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's beautiful. And it, and it runs flawlessly out of the box on the steam deck. Um, I think it's marked as playable cause you have, you do have to use the haptic pads. You have to use it as a mouse. There's no, there's no actual controller support mm-hmm. and, even with the deck, it's like you can't really, you can't really map controller support on a true mouse and keyboard game, which is why the haptic pads are critical for certain games. Um, sure, I hope I don't remember if it's early access. It might be, I can't remember, but anyway, I would love to see them put uh, legit controller support in and put a get a switch version out on this thing. like it is really well made it's a really well made well thought out beautiful peaceful deeply strategic game that i i'm very impressed with i don't even know why it was on my wish list it was again exactly like you said of like i probably saw a trailer saw a wholesome game something or other and just was like yeah and then now it's you finally did say yeah.
1: islanders correct
0: islanders it's not it's not the islanders or island you know, it's just called yeah. islanders not I've the seen sports this team.
1: mentioned in other city builder um, lists frequently. And actually, I'm surprised I didn't think to bring it up because I know it's kind of one of the things that comes up when people talk about these types of games. But haha, it's actually on sale for $2.99 right now. Yes, so it's like the right same now. price as you know all of some of these other cheap games we've been talking about. So yes. I think I'm going to just pick that up for $2.99. Yeah, yeah. Is
0: it on sale for how, how much longer does it say?
1: Until January 30th.
0: Okay, so even by the time this episode publishes, uh, which will be on the twenty seventh, um, this game will still be on sale for two ninety nine. Truly, if any of this appeals to you, it really, really, I think it's a it's a special game i'm i'm enjoying it more than i thought i would so uh
1: side note and i think this is really funny especially because a discord member was like hey can like you guys have an affiliate code or something for games yeah steam is actually in the midst of the base builder fest january 23rd (laughs) through january 30th (laughs) maybe that's why it's on sale yeah so uh, yeah but it is everything basically that counts as any type of base builder um is currently on sale for a wide variety of discounts up to, I think, 75% off. So, oh, um, enjoy. you know, if listening to this was like, yeah, then, you know, you might want to check that out. And no, we did not, we did not time this on purpose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, it just so happened to be there. I was like, what? That's crazy. But hey, there you go.
0: And and we will look into this. Um, uh, shout out to a baby bear shampoo, best uh, username of all time in our Discord. <laughs> um, who was asking like, hey, do you have affiliate links for Steam or you know eShop or whatever, or maybe like a a Ko-Fi or something? And um, you know, I, I, hey, I, I'd love to do this show for a living, you know, as part of, uh, as part of our living, you know, to, to, to actually have a, a, a monetizable audience that in in an ethical, safe, respectable way. Um, I really appreciate that. I I think there are third party ways to do that. I've seen that for like eShop stuff and whatever. Um, so I'm interested in that because I, I think like, People have said to us, "Hey, listening to the discussion here has compelled me to spend money on games that I really now enjoy." Sure, wouldn't it be cool if if fifty cents of that could go back to uh, the coffers and pay for our hosting costs or whatever? So, I, I love that as a very ethical and and productive way to um, keep the lights on here. It's, it, you know, does it does it's not free to make the show, but it is. You know, we're not we're not. Um, you know, it's not a heavy lift, uh, in general. So
1: for sure. Yeah. But We're no, same stuff. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Still thinking about it. Um, trying to decide what would be best. If anybody has any suggestions or wants to share anything, um, please feel free to do so in the discord as we figure it out.
0: Get on in there. Uh, links are always in the show notes. Uh, you can get at us. Uh, we love, uh, when new members of the community join, uh, we had a nice influx of of listeners and uh, folks uh, sharing and, and investigating the show after our uh, Stardew Speedrunners. They they have their community and their community mm-hmm. intersected with our community, which is really nice to see. So if you're new, welcome. We're really thrilled to uh, have you Yay. be a part of our community. Uh, come on into the Discord. Show yourself. Introduce yourself. We love to uh, see you there and hear what you're playing uh and so with that we'll we'll leave you to to get cozy for the rest of the winter and, and build build some stuff on your farms and, and 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 cities uh final thoughts final words from you colette
1: man i just would like to be very clear about the fact that after recording this early in the morning i would really rather go play a cozy city city building game than go to work but that's oh. what i'm going to do
0: amen be a responsible <laughs> adult why don't you We'll but talk tonight after
1: work, all bets are off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you there. Uh, oh, oh, uh, I'm going to save core keeper for next week because I have begun it and I know oh, right. you're eager to talk about it, but yeah. uh, I, I need a little more time with it to formulate uh, an opinion, but sure. I, I, I see what it is and I really, I am enjoying it. Um, I want to, I want to, I want to dig deeper before I render an opinion yeah. on it. So yeah, uh, we'll yeah, talk yeah, more yeah. about that. Excellent. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk with you in one week's time. Bye.